That's my brother Sam, and I'm Hello. Maggie. Yep. And we watch Glee once we do. a week. Uh, sorry about the break last week. It was Thanksgiving, so. So I mean, here, let me peel a little bit of this onion away for our listeners here. Here's what happened on the inside of the onion. We recorded an episode last week. I listened to it. Um, we're taking another pass at it. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was let's just say there were technical difficulties and technical difficulties um I we were uh we were both in a kind of a strange headspace. I did take some cold medicine about 20 to 30 minutes before we started <laughs> recording. So I got real sleepy right at right near the end there. Um Yeah. 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 But anyway, yeah, it wasn't we, good, and uh, we're we're trying to make an effort to not just do plot summary here yes. because, you know, if you just wanted plot summary, you could watch the fucking episode, which we yes. do recommend for this one. It was a uh, was a good up, yeah, right, Sam? Yeah, what it's episode pretty good. did we watch? Twenty one. Uh, yeah, we watched episode twenty one, which is Funk, um, and it originally aired June first, twenty ten, with nine point zero two million viewers, which is down last from last week, which had eleven point three seven million. Um, and it's, it's a pretty drastic jump down. It's like the biggest drop we've seen in viewership. Um, and my guess is that people saw that there were black songs in it and they were mm. like, mm, I'm not having any of that. No, thank you. <laughs> wow. Jesus. Yeah. Well, I mean, Maggie, America's racist. We thought we conquered race when Obama was elected, but we didn't. So we didn't. Uh, and I mean, this is 2010, right? When we thought, uh, race was, racism, racism was, was over. over. Yeah. So this was directed by Elodie Keene, who um, who directed some of our other favorite episodes, like Mattress and uh, um, Vitamin D. Oh yeah, yeah, and yeah, and some we of the talked good about ones. it. We talked about it in our first take, but uh, she uh, they bring her in to really um, really get you horny for the end of the yeah. of the arc uh, because this is our penultimate episode. Yep. Coming up next is um, is Regionals. the big one. Yeah, um, I I think we I think we talked about it a little bit last time, but um, Alodi Keen has some weird techniques that I think work really mm-hmm. well on the show in general. Yeah, um, mostly just that like she usually just gives us like a good story instead of trying yes. to like make something super political or like super like preachy i feel like for the most part well the the writer of this episode is ian brennan oh yeah um, which is not ryan murphy yeah he tends to write um something that's a little a little bit less preachy a little bit less didactic and more um grounded yeah uh in that in that still campy um over the top glee sort of way and uh yeah, it's um Well, I mean, yeah, good, so right? in general it wasn't the so the critical review or response to this We're episode mixed, mixed uh, as usual, yeah. They're mixed as usual, um but I'd say most uh most cri- uh critics f- liked it just the same that yeah. we did uh yeah. with echoing some of our feelings of it, you know, preparing you for the you know, the uh 
the end the of the season. Next, yeah, the end of the season. Are you, are you ready for the end of the season, Sam? Oh Did yes. This episode make you ready for the end of the season? Um, I mean, to be fair, this episode I remember. This is another episode where I watch it and I enjoy myself while I watch the episode. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's dangerous because it makes me think that Glee is actually a decent television show. Oh, um, but it's not. It's but so it's bad. Not. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it did get me ready for the end of the season. The fun part is when I watched this episode, I then immediately watched the end of the season and mm-hmm. I regretted it. I regretted it so hard. I regretted being excited for it because, spoiler alert, the end of the season is yeah. disappointing. Well, it's not <laughs> that it's disappointing. It's just... Well, Yeah. It, and, I mean, yeah. Elodie builds this up so well. Exactly. So you're just like, oh, damn, this is going to be great. They're going to do so well at the Regionals, competition. yeah. Yeah, I was just trying to remember if it was <laughs> sectionals, regionals, or quadrifinals, whatever, you know. Um, <laughs> Nationals, internationals, To get stellars. us ready for this episode, we get a recap. Yep. It's uh only covers really Jesse, who Jesse is, um, and his relation to Rachel and yep. Terry. Uh yeah. Yeah. And, and there is, uh, this oh, is yeah. an interesting moment where we find out that Jesse has gone back to um gone back to to uh vocal, vocal adrenaline. adrenaline. Yeah. It says it in the recap. Uh but this is news to us, right, Sam? Well, so I don't think they I don't think that they said he went back to vocal adrenaline. I think they said that he and Rachel broke up. Which is, Which I mean, is, that is also that is news to us. Yeah, that's not exactly stated in any of the other episodes. Like we we we've been seeing the fallout of the Run Joy Run fiasco for a couple episodes, and then we except, did have yeah. Except they were happy last week. I I reread my notes because I when I re-listened to Take One. Yeah. Um, we were confused by this as well, so I reread my notes from the previous episode, Theatricality, which. Yeah, they don't break up. They're very happy because yeah. this is when Jesse is like, um, let's see. He's saying the good stuff to her, right? The like, Yeah, he's saying yeah. the nice stuff. Well, to, uh, so, I mean, we did see he did plant the tape from Shelby. He did. Um, and then he kind no, of pushed two, Rachel was, into it. That was yeah. two episodes ago. Last episode was Gaga, which Jesse isn't really in. Right. Um. Okay. And Rachel like and Shelby sing poker face over the piano. Yeah. As a mother daughter duet because that's what this show fucking is, I guess. Yeah. So um well I mean, yeah, so the main thing they hear though is that we are surprised that they're broken up yes. apparently. Um because yeah. it's covered guess in the what, recap, everybody. I guess. Um St. <laughs> Barry is over. Get used to it. Yeah. Well it's Coming fine. Up yeah, it's fine because Jesse's in- not really in the show anymore after this, so <sighs> No, well, that's untrue. Shh, he, he does. No, no, no. Makes... That's that's it. That's all he's in. He's not. He doesn't okay. come back. <laughs> Sam, you can't. You can't trick our listeners. Whatever. I mean, I can I just wish that he never comes back. No, just the best. <laughs> Don't he's such say a bad that. Person. No, he's awesome, and he's so good for Rachel. Uh, I mean, except you know, for I guess the character that he was playing. Yeah. Was good for Rachel. Man, that's yeah, depressing. Let's, um, let's get into the actual episode. Yeah, uh, let's we do see it. the heart of the club walking in a hallway, uh, yeah. the hallway, towards the auditorium. They're talking about their uh, chances at regionals. Yes. Uh, they're feeling very pumped. They're feeling good about it. Well, yeah, apparently the on the forums, 
There, there's mm-hmm. some ravings on the, the forums about them. The Ohio Show Choir forums, which Artie apparently trolls expertly. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't. Whatever. Understand. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not get into it. We, they needed a way for them to have information about how they were doing from a third-party perspective. So now forums exist. Right. It's fine. Um, but yeah, so Rachel shows up and takes all of them to the auditorium. It's an emergency. Um, where Vocal Adrenaline is on stage. And we find Including out... Including oh, Jesse. Yes. Yep. Uh, the boys are wearing blue bomber jackets over um, black bottoms and tops. And the girls are wearing blue dresses. They're all wearing the same color so that we can know they're all in the same gang. Right. Yes. Just so that, And then they all start snapping. And then they all they <laughs> crawl Man, off the stage. And if they did, fuck Yes. Oh, no, um, so, so uh, Jesse announces that he has transferred back to Carmel. Carmel High. Carmel. Uh, and it's okay. Carmel. It's not Carmel. <laughs> and uh, Rachel is surprised. She is uh, it, poised in front of the the rest of the uh, the Glee Club. The yes. shot has the um, the Glee Clubbers kind of in the back with Rachel in the front uh, as. Their de facto leader, obviously, because she yeah. is one of the two people who care. Well, and also, she's the one who's interacting with Jesse the most. So true. it makes sense that she is the one who's like representing the Glee Club in this yep. time because Jesse is addressing them. He also tells us that he left because they treated him so poorly, um, which, <laughs> which is we like, know what? is a lie. Like, <laughs> like he, yeah. Um, uh, but they sing, Vocal Adrenaline sings Another One Bites the Dust with Jesse at lead. Oh, and um, it's great. It is. Oh, so good. Um, and uh, from there, we find well, out... The, Leah, bef- go for before it. Before the... Uh, at the end of the uh, number, the female something lead, who yes. we've well, seen the, before... The the You mean the 30-something female lead? That's what I said. What did you I said, say? Oh, I heard female something lead. Oh, uh, like... <laughs> 30-something female lead. Okay. That is, uh, that is the name, the moniker that we have given her, because we have seen her before... Um, we don't know what her character's name is, so no. well, might as well just guess. Yeah, and nobody nobody says it ever because she's in Vocal Adrenaline, so she's not a character for us. She's a character against us. That's right. Um, but she has a nice little quip right at the end about how their auditorium is quaint. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, but there's a long look between Jesse and Rachel, and then we get to the funkification of of the Glee Club. So they're in the choir room. Well, no, they're not in the choir room yet. They're walking uh, in the hallway to the choir room. It's the, like, all of the club, basically, talking about how what vocal adrenaline has done to them is a funkification. This is the word that Artie uses, which I guess is popular on the forums. Right. Yeah, because vocal adrenaline does this. That's their MO, apparently, is before every big competition, they do a performance in front of the other... They they do a secret sneak performance in front of the other glee clubs in order to... To psych them out. To put them in a funk, per se. Yes. And... Kurt, uh, as the other leader, he's yes. standing in front of the club, just like Rachel was in the previous scene, uh, is talking about how this isn't going to work. They're they're fine. And when they all enter the choir room, they see that it has been uh, toilet papered or TP'd. Yes. Um, yep. Vocally. Yep. And so, it's... yeah, they all get more sad because yeah. the only they're... thing worse than getting outperformed is also you have to clean up toilet paper now. They are funkified. Yes. Um, speaking of funky, 
I had a question about this because mm-hmm. so we we have a scene of them cleaning up the toilet paper and there's like a big trash yep. can and Artie is wearing a mask yeah. to help clean it up and Schuster is like waving his hand in front of his face after he puts a big clump of toilet paper into the trash can which makes me ask the question why does it smell bad like yeah you asked this question last time you were like is it used and i replied with well no the toilet paper um has like dust on it and stuff which i still stand by it's cheap (laughs) toilet paper it's falling apart (laughs) well that's not dust then that's just toilet paper yeah it's it's well it's toilet paper dust it's ew (laughs) <laughs> it's like it's like little toilet paper pieces. That's why yes. Artie's wearing the mask. I have to assume. Yeah, and then Sue enters the room while they're cleaning. Yes, um, and announces she let. Well, she she'll be using well, the they, choir. Oh, sure, go for it. They yeah. were they're discussing. Oh, how did Vocal Adrenaline even get in here? How did they yes. do like a fucking sound check? Why did they have all their equipment? And uh, Sue was like, "Oh no, I did let them in, and I gave them access, and we did a sound check over the weekend." Yes. Um, and behind yeah. her are is her, is a gang of uh, AV nerds yes. carrying a big ass trophy. And Will's like, "Why are you in here, Sue?" And Sue says, "Well, I have nationals over the weekend, and I just have no more space for trophies, so I have decided to turn the choir room into a trophy annex." Yes, and specifically, um, she's going to do this because she says the Glee Club is going to lose at regionals, and yes. as we all know. Any loss for the Glee Club means that they don't get to be a club anymore because that's Which, the entire thrust of the, that's how the that's not, how the show keeps going. That's how yeah that's that's the main thrust of the show. But it's yeah. not like that's I guess that's how they keep tension. But yeah. it's, it's not like um like they're gonna get more funding if they win. It's right, not like exactly. they become <laughs> financially viable if they win regionals. Yeah, that's, that's not how this works. Uh, yeah, I'm not. It doesn't no, make sense. There's no prize. There's None no of... monetary prize for winning. Maggie, did we just break this entire show? No, we did. We well, it's broken already. <laughs> honestly, because D- Sim, do you think they need this kind of overhanging tension to make us want to keep watching? Cuz I don't. Um I think I mean, I don't think I need it because yeah. I'm but I think the problem is they're basing a lot of the plot on it now just Mm -hmm. all of the plot um including it seems like all of the glee clubs respond like how they act about things like all the kids in the glee club yeah it It seems like like their goal is to win because that way they get to keep being in glee club but it's not like you're gonna have to quit if it doesn't it's just it's so fucking stupid yes because it's uh, the qualifications keep changing too, or at least they seem to be. Like yeah. when they won set, when they uh, won sectionals, didn't did they win sectionals? They they did. did. They, lose they did win sectionals. No, they won sectionals. Because there wasn't there that bit where uh, Figgins is like, no, you have to. I, Will was like, I thought we just had to win sectionals, and Figgins is like, no, you have to win regionals. That was the deal the whole time, and we were like, there was a deal. Like, yeah. Yes. Um, yes. That is how this whole back half of episodes in the season has started. Because, I mean, this kind yeah, of like retconning just... bullshit makes me worry that we're not watching the show hard enough. But I know we I, are. I have I do, pages I... and pages of notes. <laughs> I cannot watch the show harder. I would die. <laughs> I would. I would succumb to the darkness. Don't stare too long into Glee, or else it'll stare back into you. Um, 
the abyss does stare back and uh it looks like ryan murphy it wears one of those stupid newsboy hats yeah i was gonna say one of those shitty hats um sue tells them all they're gonna lose and then will so there is a good scene here yes. where will asks to see the trophy um what that does he do to w- it brought. he he throws it against a wall it's, and then it's destroyed t- turns back sue. to sue and says sue you dropped your trophy and Which sue in response says um sue's like don't worry will i get trophies all the time uh because i have uh, because like herpes i have a burning itchy highly contagious case of talent so there you yes. go um and she is going to nationals this weekend which is in albuquerque new mexico if yes you remember. i do Coming up um, next yeah go for it uh it's wary will and terry sitting at uh will's kitchen table in well i guess their shared kitchen table in their previously shared apartment yes they're getting divorced uh yes. there's a lawyer present and he's like sign here sign here we talked about it in the first take of the episode which i don't know why i'm mentioning that it's not like people are going to be able to hear that right yeah ever. keep bringing it up maybe, maybe if we get like a patreon <laughs> or something we'll put up the lost episode but no um, probably it's not bad it's so. garbage <laughs> but uh yeah we talked I about i think yeah we're talking about the, the, the lawyer intentional joke. oh well no yeah. it was the intentional sound design here oh um, yeah there's a distinct lack of any sort of acapella or music underneath. Yes. Uh, you would do hear the scratching on the paper as they're signing their divorce contracts. Um, <laughs> yes, that's exactly what it is. No, yeah, it's divorce um, paperwork. It, it's kind of eerie because yeah, we don't like we in most of Glee, there is an acapella background sound kind of music or like especially you know, a, in these, a song that matches the theme or whatever so especially in these episodes with Elodie Keen directing yes. there there is a, a lot of the camp is h- hyped up in a lot of these scenes that would normally just be kind of like bland with hyped up a- acapella and stuff like that we'll see that later in the episode anyway yeah. you have the question here is this intentional sound design to leave it kind of blank and then there is a horrible lawyer joke yes yeah the the, yeah and um to finish off the scene terry tells will she she kind of you're not even gonna say the lawyer joke are you just no it's just like my my main thing about it is he says the joke he pronounces them divorced no longer husband and wife (laughs) and i was like do you tell that joke every time (laughs) how old do you think that gets being a divorce lawyer who has to be Oh. He get he gets money right like he's, he's yeah, in a good mood true. after people sign this paperwork because he's about to get paid. That's true, and yeah, I don't know. I just thought it was a stupid joke, but it coming I mean, hot off this divorcing moment. Will enters the choir room. Yes, well, with a speech about regrets. What one to note? The new directions. Um, Terry does tell Will before yeah? she leaves that she oh yes for, for him for her he's still that sixteen year old boy. Um, which seems to be Will's M.O. in general, is that he thinks well, he's a 16-year-old boy. He and... definitely has a case of arrested development. I mean, he's working yeah. at the same high school where he went, went to, to school, school. Yeah. and is doing the same things that he was doing while in high school. Like, yeah. I mean... Failing Spanish, leading failing... an unsuccessful glee club. That's right. Yep. But anyway... So, no, uh, they, won, they won nationals when Will was... Uh, yeah i know well whatever um (laughs) but yeah so i just want to enters the choir room talking to the new directions about regrets yes uh he asks oh what are what are y'all's regrets rachel 
says that her regrets are Jesse and giving her heart to him to only have yes. it broken, which uh, is the first mention that we get. Uh, that they're well, broken no, no, no. up. Yeah. That like, they're well, actually for real broken up. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then Quinn. We don't, oh, after sorry, that scene with the with vocal adrenaline where we see Jesse and Rachel interact from across the room, uh, they have not had any sort of interpersonal interaction. No. Do you think maybe no. they just couldn't get um, uh, Jonathan Groff on set for very long? What's I, the... I think that it's because they have a scene later in this episode, which is supposed to be leading up to that idea that they're going to talk about it and, you know, have their actual goodbye. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, but it, That's it comes not what later. Happens. No. Anyway, yeah. Quinn's regrets are uh, use, uh, thinking, trust me, is a good birth control. Which and is good. It's will, very good. Then yeah. Will says, "My uh, well, my divorce was just finalized. <laughs> and Santana, in response to this, says, is there a point to you saying this other than grossing us out? Uh, well, she also says this. creeping from- us out? Something along those lines. But she says it from a reclined position across two plastic <sighs> chairs. Santana! Which is very good. Her, her <laughs> like, faux chaise lounge. Yes. And, like, witty quips. <laughs> I cannot get enough of Santana. I love her so much. Yes. Um, so, Will is they're talking discussing, to them. Uh, yep. Yeah, uh, and they're discussing how they need to hit back at vocal adrenaline. Um, yeah. Uh, Will... Even though... He oh, started sure. this this speech about regrets. Regrets, yeah. While uh, they're talking about it, Puck yeah. um, starts monologuing over on top. He's talking about how he and Finn are the ones that do the dirty jobs around this glee club, even though they're fighting for some reason. Yeah. Well, that's specifically <laughs> what Puck says. He says, even though we're mad at each other for some reason or whatever... <laughs> We're the ones who are going to have to take care of this. And they share a look in the Glee Club. They do. And then it they, cuts... They, like, nod at each other. Yep. And then it cuts to them slashing some tires um, on some Range Rovers. This is a very quick sequence. Um, yes. We jump from the choir room to them slashing tires to the to Figgins' office. Yes. Filled with Figgins, uh, Puck and Finn. Yep. And Shelby Corcoran, the director of Vocal Adrenaline, and Will. And They're Sue. Just- for some and reason. And Sue, Sue is there for some reason because she's the fine arts administrator. She's a quip. She's a quip machine. That's why. She's there. She's there to add some color. And yes. uh, they're talking about what these two naughty boys have done about how they slashed all the Range Rover tires who th- these Range Rovers belonged to the vocal adrenaline performers. Yes. Uh, and Will is like, how could you afford that? Shelby describes the very active booster club. Yes. For vocal adrenaline. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. W- w- the person I was watching with and I talked about this. Um, it's weird that they got these Range Rovers after winning sectionals. I mean, it's not against the rules. I don't think technically um, in the no. same way that using like that they got paid in mattresses for doing that mattress commercial. But well, it's just because that was weird. from a third party. That was from a third right. party. You sure. know, like they yeah. were, they were, they were no longer amateurs because they were paid for their work. Got it. Here, yeah. it's yeah. just like a benefit from being in the club. Sure. That's coming from the club itself. That's yeah. that's. I mean, it's not a Against thing that would happen just, in real life. Yeah. Or. Yeah. <laughs> um. But Sue has a and yeah. Line. Sue compares. Yeah. Uh, the boys' actions to the Great Chicago Fire, which, which seems she, well, she also claims it was started by 
our first gay president, Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, so. it's a lot of... She says a lot of garbage, and it's a... I mean, it's a, a little bit of an over-exaggeration, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, Puck and Finn... Uh, well, Finn... Uh, Puck just kind of sits there, you know, kind of, he does like the bad boy thing where he's just sulking and not saying anything. Yep. Finn, uh, says, uh, well, be- Figgins tries to expel them. Shelby's yes. like, hey, hey, I don't want anybody to get expelled here. And, uh, Finn promises that they'll get jobs so that they can pay off, uh, the damages yes. to the Range Rovers. Yeah, um. I, I think we talked about this a little bit, but this plot line seems pretty shoehorned in um, on top I mean, of another like, one. Like, yeah, like uh, like I said, it's very quick. Like the yeah. this sequence is extremely fast. It's um, maybe like four or five minutes long in total, probably yeah. less than that. But it sets it's... up a lot of things for this entire episode, um, which is weird and. It's probably because there's another plot line that they filmed stuff of and then looked at it. And much like we recorded a first take of this episode and <laughs> listened to it and thought it was not good enough, they watched it and said, oh, no, we can't put this on TV because this is so <laughs> offensive. You know, we, we, we shouldn't put this on TV. Let's not. <laughs> Let's film something else. <laughs> yes. Um, but so that's, that's kind of the setup for going forward Sandy's- with this plot line. Yeah. So our next scene um, has a nice acapella underscore, like I was talking about before. Elodie Keene has really set the mood. It is yes. in a, it's under the bleachers, yeah, presumably or, at McKinley, even yeah. though uh, one of the characters in this scene, Sandy, the former choir director, probably isn't allowed to be on a high school campus. Or, uh, yeah, any school campus, probably. Because um, he is a registered sex offender. Yes. Um, so Will is trying to buy marijuana from Sandy. We've had that because set up before. You, yeah. yeah. If you remember, he is the drug dealer of choice in yes. Lima, Ohio, for these McKinley folks, even the Teachers teens. Puck, yeah, mostly, Puck has gotten weed yeah. from him as well because of that one bake sale. That Yes. <laughs> That they did. You remember. I do. Um, so uh, Will is telling Sandy that he needs, he wants to try it out because he's really depressed about his divorce. Sandy refuses mm-hmm. to sell him marijuana because he doesn't want him to kill himself. Um, and then yeah, he, he doesn't yeah. sell to depress people. And yeah. he's and Will's just uh, talking about how he's in a funk. And Sandy's like, Will, it's right in front of you. Vocal adrenaline has a weakness. Yes. And that's the end of the scene. Yep. Um, it does cut straight to our favorite thing in the world, Will <laughs> writing a word on the whiteboard. This time around, it's the word funk. And he also underlines it because guess what? This is what, exactly what Ryan Murphy did when he walked into the writer's room <laughs> for this episode. Funk. funk. Um, Will. He also oh, uses yeah. the phrase uh, in, the, in the little speech he makes after this where he's talking about what funk is. Whatever. You don't need to know what he says. He uh, he uses the term P funk. Yeah, which, which um, I don't what know what is that. that? Is. Yeah, who knows? Here, Ryan I'm, I'm Murphy. googling it. I'm googling okay. it right now. I gotta well, know. While you're doing that, oh um, oh my gosh! Okay. okay, I got it. Well, that I got was quick. It, it um, is. Yeah, go for it. It is the repertoire and performers associated with George Clinton and the Parliament Funkadelic Collective. Oh, okay. Park, the Parliament Funkadelic Collective. Okay. Um, yeah. I uh, I can dig it. 
Yeah. Um, so that, there are a couple little one-off jokes here. Uh, while Will is giving his little monologue about funk, he asks for questions um, about what funk means to people. Rachel snaps at Puck when he makes a pun about cheese. Um, when she says <laughs> a thing about cheese, whatever. Kurt tells us he's worn the same outfit twice this week because he's so depressed. Um, and, and Will yeah. talks about how they're going to use, they're going to turn around the funkification and use funk to defeat Vocal Adrenaline, who is a collective, synthesized, soulless beat. Yes. Um, Mercedes Mercedes says, oh, hey, y'all, I got this covered. Um, and Quinn, in response to that, says, I want a chance to get funky, too. Which uh, everyone laughs at because they think it's a like, joke. Well, because, I mean, it sounds like one. Yes. For real, because she is a um, probably the whitest person alive, Well, honestly. I mean, I feel like the whitest person alive wouldn't be pregnant at high school. Mm-hmm. She would have gotten an abortion. I don't because know. Because her, her rich parents would have gotten her an abortion. But no, I mean, uh, she's because uh, Quinn is also religious. That's you know, I true. Think that, is, yeah. that is part of her. Mo- that is like, pretty well, we, white. Yeah. We haven't dug into it, but th- I think that is part of her motivation for keeping her child as well. Yeah. Um, and Quinn yeah. responds to, because Mercedes is like, what are you talking about? Quinn responds to uh, the laughing and Mercedes comment by uh, saying, Mercedes, racism aside. Yeah. So which, let's let's just clarify hmm. right there. When we were talking about a plot line that they decided not to put on television, it's yeah. this one. It's they this put a one. little bit of it, but not all of it, because there's no a, way they, in hell that this they, would be good. <laughs> they put a very small amount, and they put—I mean—they put the right parts in, of it. In, sure, I think. Yeah. Uh, this is this part is not great, but it's the only bit that's not so great. Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. The, the stance of Sam and Maggie Hakley is that reverse raci- r- racism isn't real. So. No. There you go. Coming up next, uh, (laughs) Rachel and Will are talking about Jesse. Yes. uh, Will Will pulls Rachel aside. Yeah. Will pulls her aside after this glee rehearsal, says, talk with me in my office. She's telling him about Jesse, how vocal adrenaline is intentionally attacking her um, in order to destroy the team as a whole. Yeah. Yeah, and while Rachel is talking, I was going to I was going to interrupt oh, you and just start okay. talking over you because that is exactly <laughs> what Will does. Will's monologue starts playing over Rachel talking. Um and he ha- sort of has this like kind of uh far off look on his face. He yeah. offers her he offers her Kleenex while not really paying attention to anything that she's saying because it's Rachel. Why would you want to pay attention to Rachel? Yeah, this is it's funny cuz this is not the first time this has happened to Rachel yeah. specifically. Um, yes. But it is great because Will is thinking about how Rachel's telling Finn, him. Finn does uh, this all the fucking time. Yeah, it's true. Um, he's thinking about how Rachel's talking about how the best way to destroy something is to destroy someone. Like, I don't, he's, he's, yeah. he's getting the message well, of destroying people, I because, guess. Uh, because Rachel is discussing how vocal adrenaline knew that if they broke her heart right before the competition, their performance would fall apart. Yes. That is what they're talking. That is what she is talking about. And Will is like, Oh, that gives me a perfect idea. Yeah. And he starts smiling while Rachel is crying. It's great. Will way. It's horrible. (laughs) The next Um, scene takes place in a darkened choir room. It's 
choir room during McKinley's golden hour, you know, where everybody looks a little orange. You know what I'm talking about. Well, you mean like Jersey Shore? No, no, like uh, the orangey lighting. It happened. La- it no. hap- uh, I'm happened kidding. In... I'm... <laughs> the I Dream know. On episode uh, with uh, Neil Patrick yeah. Harris. Exactly. Yeah. Man, we, you are just on my wavelength. You know exactly yes. what I'm going to say. Because I guess <laughs> that's the sexy lighting. That's the lighting that's yes. supposed to make us believe that uh, people love are... Love is possible. That Yeah, that love, love is, is a real possible. Thing. And um, <laughs> men are interested in... Um, Sue Sylvester in phoning <laughs> Sue Sylvester. Which um, I'm not saying I'm not saying they wouldn't be. Sue Sylvester is a powerful woman, yes. um, with shapely hips. But that's true. Um, but notably, no uterus and no tear ducts. So, that, uh, yeah, I guess she she doesn't make a lot of secretions. Um, yes. Um, but anyway, yeah. So it's nighttime, supposedly. I think um, Will uh, has. We never get this set up entirely. No, there's there's but... a special switch in um in the choir room. Yeah, but that it's the middle of the day. There's a special sexy oh. dimmer oh, okay. switch. Okay, well, so the there's <laughs> Sue arrives in the choir room with she some does. for some pretense. It never gets set up. I'm guessing. It, it, I think it's that more Will trophy it annex bullshit. And no, it's uh, uh, she she says she got a tip that there was a hot che- hot Cheetos ring uh, or there, something. There it is. Yeah. So uh, I in my I I took that as Will. Made like somehow set that up, yeah. Because no, I don't think so. I think she was just prowling around the the school. Maybe she. It feels like she just does that. Yeah, maybe. Um, Also, there was just a. They just needed a reason for them to be in the same room. So. A fucking whatever. It doesn't make any sense. It's not supposed to. Well, yeah. I just like to think Will did it, but yeah. So Will is um is seducing sue that is yes. what this scene is he yes. uh talks about how sue just catches the light perfectly uh in this moment and sue says that she gets mycodermabrasion and a placenta mask before every nationals so that she shines like a star uh on the tv screen yes sue, uh will calls her the kingmaker arbiter yep. of taste yep. because he's going to play her a number that the uh, Glee Club might do, and he wants to know if it's too suggestive. Yes. Um, so then he he pulls out the, our, our friend the little boombox that he always uses, mm-hmm. and the, um, well, that's his that's his seduction boombox. Yes, because he's it's the same one he used with Emma when they did the um, dance mm-hmm. when he danced with a hip hop when he did the when he did the thong too. song with Emma, and yeah. also when he um when he sang the pol- that one police song, oh, song to Rachel and Emma. You know oh, what I'm yeah. talking about? Yeah. The yep. one where he jumps on the piano bench and like yes. is he's trying to unseduce Rachel, but he, it goes the opposite way right. because he's too much of a fucking showboat. Right. Um so yeah, so uh he sings Tell Me Something Good, which he does on Sue for the most part. There's uh, there's a lot of butt work, um yes. and he does give her a lap dance standing up. Yes, that is what happens. He kind of like gyrates his whole body all over her and like rests his head on her shoulder. It's it's pretty sexy. Yeah, I I I noted it as body wiggling. There's a lot Mm -hmm. of that in this. Um, and he also has a bit of bend and snap, a little stripping when he takes his jacket off. Um, but it's really good. Um, Sue looks confused and uncomfortable for the majority of this scene. And when when the song ends, Will is like was. Was I too naughty? Is it? 
Is it too suggestive? And uh, Sue says, I felt nothing. I was bored. And then leaves. Yes, but very uncomfortably. Um, it's very good. <laughs> Jane Lynch acts it very well. And then as she's leaving, we cut back to Will, who has a devious little smirk on his face. He's like, I've done it. <laughs> yep. Um, Coming up next, it's Puck and Finn at Sheets and Things. They have yes. jobs. They're wearing um, smocks. Aprons, as later they get well, called apron boys. Um, aren't they? Uh, they Aprons that have backs are smocks. I guess. Yeah, sure. Sure. I was just saying because later Sandy calls them apron boys. Um, I suppose. But uh, Terry 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 is is there. Terry is there because she works at Cheats and Things, if you can remember. It's so that she can afford all of those weird toilet um, brushes that she hoards. Yeah, craft room. Yeah, that's that's some deep cuts. What up, y'all? I am watching Glee hard enough, and <laughs> yeah, she tells us she hired uh she hired Puck and Finn in order to um help her try to make manager by the end of the year. It's so um, that she can continue her lifestyle. Yes, um, and then Howard Bamboo comes around to tell us that the customer who gave him Bell's palsy, which is a facial paralysis mm-hmm. um, that happens when you get too stressed out. Um, is here, and he doesn't want to deal with him, so he sends Puck and Finn to do it. Yes. Um, and we find out it's Sandy, because it's of course Sandy, it is. It's Sandy, the former uh, choir director, now drug dealer, which we've already seen once in this episode. They yeah. like to trot trot him out every now and then. It's and true. Uh, they And he's like, I need the specific kind of pink. This is amaranth pink. I need butthole pink. You know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and I like how you name two things that are not pink normally <laughs> he does say amaranth pink in the show does he so. oh, okay my and only experience is are pink what's wrong with you my my only experience is stardew valley Dusty? where they look purple oh, not amaranth? buttholes amaranth <laughs> <laughs> um but anyway uh he also complains about there being no music in the store so in these subtitles it is muzak M-U-Z-A-K, uh, like you would have in an elevator. Yes. And so Puck goes and puts on Loser by Beck. Um, so he plays. They sing and- it because retail is hell. And there yes. are some, there's some real hellish imagery where everybody sort of joins in. Uh, Puck is playing on an actual guitar. Yes. Then air guitar is on a broom yes. a little bit. And it's a good song. I like Loser anyway. And yeah. I, um, yeah. As someone who is now working in retail, I can definitely understand the sentiment. There's sure. some interesting scenes where like Finn is stocking uh like hand soap or something mm-hmm. and a bunch of different extras come take come take the single hand soap off the shelf as he then stocks another one. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Well, that's the part where I realized that Cory Monteith's inability to act really works for this song. It, no, it definitely works here. Uh well, yeah. is it I guess he. Is, I feel like he is acting because Finn is just kind of, um, not stoic, but like kind of dumbstruck he's, by yeah. the world most well, of the he, time. He's kind of. I don't know. You're right. He does <laughs> have a kind of naivete about him. Mm-hmm. Um, but at yeah, the end this, of uh, Loser, yeah. because Terry goes and turns down the music and sees yes. Puck like I think air guitaring. Yes. Or something. Yeah. Uh, she's like, I thought Jews were supposed to be smart. <laughs> uh, Which and... I mean, we can't we can't 
kissed Terry goodbye uh, without at least one without or two some, lines that are without some Terry lines. Yeah, some sweet, sweet Terry lines. And then we see, uh, tur- she turns and sees Will Schuster wearing a Sheets and Things smock, folding something, and he's like, "Oh." Mrs. Schuster, can you help me fold this sham or something? Yes. And uh, Terry's like, huh? And then, bam, it's actually Finn uh, folding this, trying to get her to help him fold this thing. And she's like, oh, Finn, how old are you? And Finn says, I'm 16, which is... Just the right age for Terry. (laughs) Um, Yeah, Just the right age for Terry and such a complete lie. Corey Monteith. No. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I had a I had a friend send me a screenshot of um of a glee fact the other day that was talking about how Ryan Murphy uh had the choir members graduate in a realistic amount of time where I mean it's not narratively realistic but uh based on like some of the things they say near the beginning of the show but Yeah can sort of make sense. The only reason why he did it in the way that sort of made sense was because Corey Monteith was aging way too fast. Like he looks so old. They could, he could not rationalize him being in high school. Well, I mean, so. we, I mean, not to get too down on this, but we know why yeah. it's because he was doing drugs. Like he was. Yeah. Um, that, actually that's important for later anyway. So it's a good reminder uh, to have. Um, yeah. so, Anyway, uh, that's that's the thing. Is this other plot line? So this is, so we talked about how the racism plot line is kind of shitty and awful. It is. Um, this plot line is also not very good because part of it is this idea that Terry is sexually interested in Finn. I mean, it's it's half done. It's it's a yeah. bad plot line because they don't even examine it all the way. No, they like dip their toe in and then they're like, <laughs> "We're done." <laughs> it's like, so why'd you put it in the episode? Whatever. The next yeah, scene yeah, is it opens on because uh, there's a commercial break. Sure. Then uh, the next scene opens on Sue's journal. We see a drawing of will schuster seemingly being yes. guillotined yes there's some like stickers about hair and stuff it's a multi you know uh multimedia, multimedia collage pro- yes <laughs> um yeah she's writing she's talking about how she's having sexy non-murdering feelings for will which is yeah not normal for her she she uh presupposes this with journal something strange is happening i felt something below the neck which (laughs) i love that that's great and uh as sue is writing in her journal she's interrupted by will entering her office with flowers and she's like oh these are just gas station flowers these are trash why would you give these to me and he's like oh well i do have this other thing it's this special apple teeny protein powder Yes, and uh, it's her. That's her favorite flavor. He dro- He had to drive all the way to Dayton to get to get it. And yep. yeah, yeah. And so the, uh, this this scene is decidedly orange as well. Yes, it, it has. Well, Sue's office uh, presumably has this lighting set up for a reason, which is that she seduces people or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, we get a whole. So after Will presents her these gifts. Um, he has a little spiel about how his divorce has opened the door for him um, into realizing that he's always wanted Sue. Um, and he's like, yeah. you have nationals this weekend, right? Sue responds <laughs> with, yes, I do. Uh, w- why do you ask? And he says, oh, I, well, I want to take you to dinner this week. How's Wednesday? 
And uh, this is when you realize that Will is a psychopath. He is. <laughs> yes, now is when I realized that Will is a psychopath. Well, it's, it's such a complete, it's it, like, yes. he seems genuine, right? Oh, yeah. No, that's the best part. So I was watching this, like I said, with someone else. And the fun part about watching this episode with someone else, especially someone who hasn't overanalyzed how much we hate Will Schuster, um, <laughs> is that... But has listened to us normal, do it, so... Normal people, normal people, when they watch this, are like, this makes no sense. Like, what the fuck is going on? Like, Will Will and Sue are supposed to hate each other. I don't get it. And I'm like, yeah, that's the thing. Will is playing this off so well that it comes across as genuine, which is horrifying, but amazing. Um, <laughs> and uh, as he exits, the he they plan on going to breadsticks. Yep. And as he exits the room, he's like, hey, you know what Wednesday is? And Sue's like, um... It's a day of the week, and Will responds with hump day, and with a little eyebrow wiggle. Yeah. It's, it's gross. <laughs> I mean, it's alarming, honestly. Yes. The next scene, it's Terry and Finn back at Sheets and Things. They're in the like break room or something. It's kind of yes. dark. There is a computer, and Finn is talking about how he's worried about regionals, how he's in quite the funk because of yes. Glee Club, and Terry describes Glee as a toxic mold growing on her life. Which, yeah, it's a toxic yeah. mold on our lives, too, so... I mean, same, dude. Same. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, so um, uh, Finn has a line to Terry where he says, you'd be a total milf if it wasn't for the whole faking being a mother <laughs> thing. Which, nobody says that, like, No, yeah, what? no one says that. Also, because that's basically just saying... I would fuck you. Nobody yeah. says that. Nobody says that. Um, but uh, so Terry, in order to kind of, she, she says, you could be my second chance. And the, that's the thing. This is where this whole pedophilia plot line yeah. stops. This is like, like toe dipping. Yeah. She, she's like, you could be my second chance. But the, nothing ever comes of this. Nothing. What this, what this resolves into is that Terry said, Finn says, oh, I need to find this funk number. And Terry says, oh, let's, plug funk into the itunes and figure out what you could sing and finn is like i've never thought of that which i was like yeah no shit you're a dumbass i I guess this is supposed to be a logical lead up into the number that he does it is yeah it's a but it it doesn't it doesn't you know it this scene could be gone (laughs) it's true episode wouldn't change no not even a little bit um because you could just say that like you could just assume that they did, like, he did this on his own. Exactly. Or we could have seen, like, Puck and Finn do this together. Yeah, uh, that would made sense, because they're both dumbasses. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, there's also a little bit where she promotes Finn to assistant assistant manager over Howard Bamboo. Whatever. I don't think it matters at all. So, let's move on. The next scene is Quinn's funky side. Oh, God. Uh, she sings It's a Man's Man's World with the unwed mothership connection. Uh, before they get into the number, there is a weird speech about oppression. Um, yes. Yeah. It's really, yeah. Quinn gives this speech. And the best part, the reason why this scene is so awkward and bad is because mm-hmm. the Glee Club thinks that this scene is awkward and yeah. bad. Because everyone in Glee is like, what the fuck is happening right now? The Unwed Mothership Connection is a group of uh, young women who are all enormously pregnant, seemingly the same amount of pregnant because they're 
huge fake bellies <laughs> yes they, are, it, are if, about the same size if the timeline is to be believed they're all giving birth in like a week so <laughs> just like quinn <laughs> just like quinn and um, yeah this number is uncomfortable we talked about it in the first take and we'll talk about it right here it is named one of the worst songs glee has ever done by yes. multiple sources and it's un- it's uncomfortable the choreography is um good but bizarre because of these huge <laughs> fake bellies <laughs> and uh Artie and finn like start nodding near the end of the song like, yeah yeah she's right it is a man's world <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's well because i think in the song there's some lines about how the man own like man buys car with the money that man gets at his job or whatever. Yeah. Well, it's it's, um, it's all but... about how like man made the trains for the <laughs> tracks. Man made the boats for the water. Man, man made it, the iPods to listen to man's music. I don't know, whatever. But it wouldn't it's... mean nothing without a woman or a girl. That is the right. line. It's not a good song either. No. Um. Uh, to be fair, so Quinn Quinn's delivery of the song is fine. It's, it's soulful. I, for I sure. like I like Diana Aragon, so I will give her that one. But this song is really bad. Um, and the the scene closes out with the entire club like coming down and doing the thing that they do to Quinn a lot, which is all hug her at the same time. Yes. Uh, except which... except Mercedes doesn't. Mercedes sits yeah, in her Mercedes chair with her arms in... folded. Mercedes stays uh, seated. Which, yes. same, dude. Um, yeah. And uh, it, maybe they're comforting her because they're like, that performance was whack. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they're like, she needs help. <laughs> That's the end of the scene. Yep. Coming up next, uh, Sue gets stood up at Breadsticks. Yep. She is wearing her red track suit and pearls. Of course. She's With classy. A single pearl necklace, which we I think she also wore that on her date with Rod. Yeah, I think it's she did, to too. Remember. Yeah. It's her date outfit. And when she gets stood up at Breadsticks, the she has, like, a conversation with the waitress about getting stood up. And then she we flash to Will's apartment. Yep. Where Will is uh, sitting on his couch eating popcorn or doing like something on, like that. It, well, in the gross, like, in the gross not date sense where he's, like, lying on his couch prone on his couch and he has a bowl of popcorn on his stomach and is like chomping down on it from there which i'm just saying like that's fine that's totally a fine thing to do don't get me (laughs) wrong i'm sitting on my new couch that same way right now but um it's not like it's just it's a good contrast to the idea that he's supposed to be on a date and he's doing something that is typically like slob slobby slobby yeah and uh, when Sue comes into his apartment, uh, she's like, why did you do this to me? Um, you're you're a trash man. And Will's like, you deserve it. This well, was my evil plan. The best, part, the best part is Will essentially says, I learned it from you. I learned um, it from which... you, Dad. <laughs> I learned it from watching you. <laughs> but uh, he accuses her of being a bad teacher because she's mean to him and mean to the kids. To and which, says, I would never want to go on a date with you. You're a bully. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then she she does have a note. She says, like, she has a retort where she says, I'm mean to everyone. Which, yes. yeah. And then um, he kicks her out of his apartment. So. That's it. 
That's the scene. And we get to the next scene. Will is walking in the hallway at McKinley, seemingly the next day. And we see some fucked up Cheerios. Santana is crying with her hair down. Yes. Pretty intense. Very different. Um, We also see, uh, we, we run into Kurt as we follow will um because he's still a cheerio if you'll remember um he's wearing his cheerios outfit right yep he is and he tells us that sue won't get out of bed and so um some of the girls that are in cheerios are going to lose scholarships because they're not going to nationals and everyone else is just chasing jacob ben israel also um talking about like love me love me yes well also her uniform is on backwards which is Mm -hmm. pretty fun um but so uh so essentially, this scene is to show us that oh no, Will did a bad. Will did a bad Good. thing, well, he and did, all he did the... do a bad thing. But it is kind of fun to watch um, this sort of because he is sort of impish. Um, yes. <laughs> during during this uh, plot line, uh, two these two uh, evil forces going up against going up against each other is sort of fun. Yeah, uh, of course. But no, that's he's, the best. He's part. watching the oh, repercussions yeah. of his Actions, fighting bad yeah. with bad. Uh, well, see. Nagy, that's the fun thing. It's like it's like if we could all get front row seats to watching Adolf Hitler Mm. wrestle Satan. I don't know. I couldn't think of another bad person. Sure, Um, but like, but also like, I mean, that's a lot. They're not. They are the high school teachers. They're not. I know, but but I'm saying that the thing is like, you're not going to have a bad night with that. You know? No, you're not. Everyone, everyone wins when either. Stalin or Hitler gets Loses. beaten to death by the other one. That's like, right. Yeah. The next scene, it's a it's a number. Hooray! Finally, Yay. more music. Uh, Puck, Finn, and Mercedes are singing "Good Vibrations" by Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. Yep. Which you'll notice that title, the 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 name of that group has the word "funk" in it. So that's the go. joke. That's the joke. They're they're singing a rap song. If you if you're not familiar with Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. Specifically, the song "Good Vibrations." Yep, it is a rap song. Um, and uh, instead yeah. of Marky Mark, it's Pucky Puck and yes. Finny D. Yes, with Mercedes um, on uh, the hook. Yes, and so the fun part is uh, Pucky Puck raps, and so does Finny D. And they they seem to have tried to put on an accent in the same way I mean, that uh, they, Marky Marky Mark would have. Um, they rap and dance competently, even yes. Finn. Uh, yes. This is this is a surprisingly competent number. Yeah, well, especially because the idea is they came up with this what in like a day. Ugh. Yeah, there's I mean, also a guitarist. Uh, yep. Uh, w- wearing like an extra long guitar. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's and, pretty fun, and uh, they're wearing uh, coordinated outfits. Yes, b- um, like black bomber jackets and big gold chains. Yep. Uh, p- Puck raps about the, does the first verse, which I can't remember what it is. I and think he just raps about like, "Here's Finny D." Yeah. <laughs> well, oh, yeah, Finny D on the backup. Yeah, because gotcha. the most important part that we need to talk about is that Finny D's verse. Finny D's on the backup, so hold up, put the crack up. Yeah, because um, Finny D's verse is all about being drug free and not needing drugs to live your fullest yeah. life and it's delightfully ironic it yeah it's i mean it's a bummer right <laughs> i mean yes but if i say that it means that i have to 
concede at least something. You have to, you have to feel something and yes. not hate Corey Monteith or Finn exactly. blatantly. Exactly. I don't hate them, um, and I'm always surprised by your level of hatred. Anyway, the number ends. It's a good number all around, but yeah. Shu doesn't think it's funky enough. No, well, because uh, it's not funk. It, like we said, it's, it's rap. Not- um so which leads to which is leads to a fun concept that Artie is expresses that they can't even get funk right they're so they're they're so funked they're out. so depressed yeah that they can't they're they're so funked get it that's like funked. yes yes um, <laughs> well, the, to be fair in the episode i'm pretty sure they use that we're so funked the next scene is quinn and mercedes we're yeah. back to that plot line everybody but thankfully it's nearly over Yes. Uh, they and they're in the library. Yes. And Quinn is apologizing to Mercedes <laughs> about racism. Like, I think it's like I, maybe <laughs> they're talking about how Quinn said some fucked up shit, basically. Uh, yeah. And Mercedes is like, Quinn is like, oh yeah, I just don't. I realize that I can't understand um, what it's like to well, have racism yeah. against you, even though I am feeling. Yeah, she she More. compares she compares the way that she is being treated as a pregnant yeah. teenager at high school to racism and says, "I don't understand how you don't get so angry about this happening all the time. I only have to deal with this for 9 months." Um except which, like she's not she's not actually comparing it, right? Yeah. Like she's she's sort of comparing it, but she, what she's really doing is apologizing for making that initial comparison, I for, for, think. She's comparing it and also apologizing for making that comparison at the same time, question mark? I this think plot line is so doing. bad. This doesn't make any sense. It's it's, it's confusing. Um, yes. And Mercedes is like, listen, you can't be angry. It's, you're just, then you'd be angry all the time. Um, yes. You're not angry, Quinn. You're just hurt. You need a space where you can heal. You're going to move out of Puck's house. You're going to move into my house. You're going to move in to Casa Mercedes. Yes. Um, apparently, she has a brother who's gone off to college, so they have an extra room. And uh, her and mom is totally good to with it. she's her parents about it, yeah. which is bizarre because Quinn did just apologize. Yeah. And also, so... like, we didn't really have any indication that Quinn needed another place to live. So much. Also, we never got an indication that her and Mercedes were directly beefing. Right, yeah. Um, <laughs> mostly because they cut all those scenes because they're bad and we them. didn't want to watch them. They um, cut them because they realized, oh no, this is this is bad. This is terrible. <laughs> um, but yeah, there, there's a nice little terrorist fist bump at the end, which is adorable. I do like I do like the resolution of this story, which is that Quinn and Mercedes are friends now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't like it, and I don't like how we got here. Is your ter- is that terrorist fist bump reference to like that when like Obama would fist yes. bump and Jesus, dude, it's 2017. <laughs> Maggie, I'm clinging to everything about the Obama presidency that I can <laughs> at this can. point. Well, Obama isn't. We need all- we all need to move on. Coming up next, it's uh, Will is entering a horde of trophies. Sue's yes. trophy horde. Uh, like a like a dragon. Like a dragon, she has collected all of the trophies that she's ever won in her um house, I guess. It's not yeah. really a house. It's kind of this is her trophy annex. To Maggie BH. Maggie, a house is not a home without trophies <laughs> to fill it up. Um no, so we we meet Sue's maid, uh yes. who is Amelda. Uh, Amelda, yep. And um uh 
she as so will's like can i talk to sue and she's like sure let me go ask and then as they're walking towards sue's bedroom will knocks a trophy from and i quote regionals 85 which yep i i i'm confused because sue has claimed that she is 30 in the television show and i thought that was a fun joke for like in real life she's obviously not 30 so yeah like it's funny in in fiction she was 30 yes but i guess not i I guess guess she is lying in fiction or (laughs) or this was when she was a cheerleader no that would still put her at like 40 wouldn't it because 85 for her to be a cheerleader that's at nationals in 85 this is 2010 yes so 20 years before would have been oh wait maybe well no yeah (laughs) because 20 years before would have been 1990 yep and then so like five years before that she would have been 50 she so she could have been 15 i guess that's true yeah she could have been a cheerleader yeah i guess so what's Jeez. up so it, i still it don't still know works <laughs> i still don't know um we, will yeah, talks, maybe we'll get yeah. we'll keep we'll keep gathering clues here will, yeah. uh, will does some white man spanish yes yeah, so uh, just to remind Imelda. us yeah to remind us that he is in fact a spanish teacher he says some spanish um and, and then, yeah. then we see sue she is uh lying in her bed uh surrounded by her trophies clearly depressed uh she is talking about how she doesn't value her accomplishments because she is alone yes Uh, will is like but i mean your kids love you and you you look at all your trophies and uh she's like but i would even jump to not be alone with you will schuster who i hate yes and i do hate you but you would make a good trophy husband and i love a good trophy I just hate whenever anyone compliments you, Will. You hate it when, when like, Will does a bad thing and then suddenly people just compliment him anyway. Yeah, right? I hate it, too. It's 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 because Will is the Ryan Murphy stand-in. Will right. is the stand-in for any of the, for the writer, you know? Well, well Will is the stand Will is Ryan Murphy's idea of what Ryan Murphy is, and so mm-hmm. is Finn, and so mm-hmm. is Kurt, and so is mm-hmm. Rachel, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. So, like... <laughs> I think, yeah, I think we talked about this in the in the forbidden episode, but like this episode really showcases that Ryan Murphy has a lot of warring attributes of himself. Yeah, he's he's really working out some um, <laughs> some personal issues through like like imagining these characters kind of interact. You know, yeah, the, exactly. The sections of his brain are sort of interacting at the same time. It's not great. Anyway. No. Will apologizes to Sue for what he has done for yep. his completely psychopathic actions. Is it right. is it psychopath or sociopath? You're the um, you're the psychologist man. I think we're back to psychopath. I think for a while, I think originally when people started like determining that that was a bad thing, they called it psychopath, and then we switched to sociopath because we thought that it was not like a genetic thing, like it wasn't a like. It was more of a social, cultural, cultural, sociological thing that like people mm-hmm. would get trained to be sociopaths. And now we're back to psychopath because there are actually some like physical differences between. There's like there's like a ge- yeah. there's like a genetic markers that can say if somebody's a sociopath or not. Is that what you're Weirdly, saying? Weirdly, I think some of the stuff that I've read has actually said it's actually 
there are differences in like brain structures. So Whoa. there could be there could that's be some genetic markers. Shit. I love it. Yeah. It could be some like genetic stuff that's causing it, but it also could be that there are some factors like neonatal stuff that like mm. like before you're born, you um you're while you're in womb, some things are happening to your brain while it's developing, things like that. Mm. So, yeah. Anyway, that's um, interesting. Uh, but clearly, Will is detached one of, it, it, from yeah. human emotion in a way that allows him to lie so blatantly that uh he can convince one of his greatest enemies to fall in love with him it's yes weird um yeah and then like my main thing about this scene for some reason will has to tell sue how to be a good teacher which i was like will <laughs> is not a good teacher and sue is at least kind of a good teacher so i'm over that yeah sue's the actual winner here yeah exactly look at all the fucking trophies and anyway, she's helping he t- she's helping people go to college and stuff like that's what we're getting from this episode like yeah. sue's cheerios are important because they like one of the things that they're sending people to college based on these scholarships. Mm-hmm. Silly. So Will apologizes and he tells her to think of the children. Sue uh, does just that. Calls yep. for two protein shakes from Imelda yes. using a bullhorn. Bullhorn, yeah. <laughs> Next um, so, scene, it's yep. Rachel gets a text from Jesse yes. to meet him in the parking lot. She goes. She's wearing jeans, which is shows that Rachel is truly in a funk because she's wearing pants. Sure. Um, yeah, so she goes out to the parking lot to meet Jesse. Um, so the way that this is shot is real fun because she's coming up this to Jesse. This is the scene, everybody. Yeah, she's coming up to Jesse in slow-mo. Um, and there's some Jesse's nice standing in between two rows of cars. Yeah. You know, in like the big... The, the bigger aisle in the parking yeah. lot. The where people drive. Yeah. Where the, the, the part where people drive. Yeah. He's just standing there alone. He is also wearing the blue jacket from before. So yes. that we can remember that he is in vocal adrenaline. Yes. And as Rachel starts running to him in slow-mo, we see the rest of vocal adrenaline also wearing their blue costumes uh, come into frame yes. from between the cars to egg rachel they are yes. throwing eggs at rachel berry yep um yeah so the sound design is fun because as she's coming up so she's running up to jesse in slow motion she as she's doing it there's this like nice piano music and then as she gets closer to jesse first of all his expression starts to change so she starts to slow down a little bit because he's then, like smiling and waving at the beginning yeah. right yeah yeah um and then he's kind of like he kind of like his smile starts to disappear a little bit and then yeah and she his his arm goes down she she senses that something's off and that's when the first egg hits her yeah Um, and it it changes to a drum beat underneath instead of the piano music which is very entertaining like i just i i really like the way that that's designed egg 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 egg. and as uh vocal adrenaline comes up uh they the 30 something um uh, female lead. Yep. A female lead. It's like we hear you're a vegan, Barry. How do you feel about these fetuses being destroyed? Which it's like they got fertilized eggs. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, um, and because yeah. that's BT Dubs. That's not how it works. Um, <laughs> the chicken eggs that you buy in the store cannot. They they were never fertilized. They cannot grow chickens in there. Right. Um, they're just they're just chicken periods basically. Yep. 
And uh, Jesse, they're they're all like egging Jesse on to egging, <laughs> egging. <laughs> uh, to to confront Rachel here at the end. Yes, and uh, the thirty something uh, female lead is like, "Do it, Jesse, do it." And Rachel, in turn, is also like, "Do it, break my heart, break the egg, like you broke my heart." And um, Jesse says, "I loved you." And then instead of smashing an egg on Rachel, he sort of like puts an egg up to her forehead and crushes it in his hand. Yes. Yeah, it's really it's very <laughs> slow. Um it's fun. It's honestly the slowest the slowest egging. The 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 thing about it, this is exactly how Rachel and Jesse would want this to end, you know? Exactly. In a big they, dramatic moment. They are leaning into this breakup like drama so hard yes. because that's that's just who they are. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Even though we don't get to, I just, uh, I wanted to see the moment where Rachel realizes that Jesse was like evil, actually was actually evil and playing her this whole time. Well, I I don't, but the thing is like, to be fair, he wasn't necessary. He was playing her the whole time, but he, we did get the line where he says that he started to like her. Like he says, I loved you. He says it. Well, He's, to her. He says, I loved you, and then he eggs her. No, oh, I know. Like, oh, to Shelby. Yeah, I'm saying that, like, sure. for us on the back end with the full truth, um, like, Jesse kind of, I, I don't know if he, we could say that he played her so much. Like, he mm-hmm. did, but, like, he did also kind of fall into it himself. So, And Rachel still doesn't know that he planted the tape or was right. a Shelby plant at all. Exactly. Like, like we, uh, we heard it near the beginning of this episode, or at least part of it. Um, underneath Will's fucking diatribe, right? Uh, yeah. About but for, yeah, where... for Rachel, this is just out of the blue. Like, yeah, she thinks she thinks it's just being it's just being done to destroy her before regionals, right? Which I guess is just a kind of a happy accident, right? On yeah. Vocal adrenaline's part. <laughs> um, and yeah, uh, if we flash from this parking lot egging back to the choir room the new directions are circled around rachel who's sitting in a swiveling chair so that she can kind of uh swivel around while she tells this dramatic story about how she's uh (laughs) having dreams about the chicken's mothers yes oh things um and new directions in response to rachel are plotting their revenge they're actually all pretty upset uh and i think it's kurt who says something about how um, only they can be mean to Rachel. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so what happens is all the boys, including Kurt for once, um, get up yes. to go and get revenge on vocal adrenaline. It's unclear what that means. One of them says less talking more punching. So it's clear that they think <laughs> they're going to beat them up, I guess. Um, uh, and and then... Ma- Mike is like wheeling Artie out with the rest yes. of them. They're all going yeah, and, and Will comes in the yep. room and stops them. He's like, yep. this is not how we should react. Um, yeah, because he cause, he just learned that destroying your enemies is bad. That's a also, bad thing to do. How does how does Will know about the egging? Um, he wasn't there for Rachel telling no. the story. Well, I don't I don't think he does know. I think he found out because that's the thing is like that's where the Kurt line comes up because Will's oh, like, yeah, yeah, whoa, yeah. what's going on? And they're like, oh, we're gonna go destroy Vocal Adrenaline for what they've done. And then Kurt's <laughs> like, yeah, the only people who get to make fun of Rachel are us. <laughs> um, <laughs> and. But, uh, Will in res- like quells the boys from going anywhere, and then yep. he is like, "Rachel, give me your phone, uh, and dial Jesse's number." 
Yes. And so Rachel does just that. And then we hear a Santana line from off to the side. I don't, I'm not even sure we see her say it, but we hear her say, you haven't deleted his number yet. (laughs) Very Uh, good. I love Santana. And um, Will is like, meet meet at our our auditorium at 3 p.m. on Friday. Yes. Um, Yep. And so then um, from there we cut to Will in his apartment. Um, he is watching Sue's Nationals win on TV. Um, there's an Sue's interview that Sue's intervi- doing. Yeah. yeah, Sue's being interviewed on like ESPN or something. And... ESPN three probably, maybe yeah. four. I'm not sure where cheer where cheerleading high school cheerleading Nationals falls, but who knows? Definitely not on the original. And uh, they're as- they're asking about Sue's um, unconventional routine that included a 16 minute Celine Dion melody uh, medley. Yes, and um. She's like, well, well that... I yeah, go yes. for it. Oh, I was gonna uh, say she... Kurt sang it. Kurt's yeah, the one Kurt who sang the... it, yep. and we do see Kurt for a moment um, when the the interviewer congratulates him, and he yells "Viva la différence" and does a high kick. <laughs> yeah, the... did we did we mention the Celine Dion melody is in or the fourteen minutes Celine Dion is it's in, in French? French. Yes, <laughs> it, is, it is in French uh, because Kurt wouldn't have it any other way, I guess. Yeah. Um, and Sue yep. just talks about how she is happy to show diversity in those well, that can win. Yes. Whatever. She, she says um, it's just an, uh, her. She just loves being able to take a loser and show and him what winning feels winner. like. Yeah. yeah. And turn them um, into a winner. And, and yeah. So we're, as we're, we're still in it. Will's apartment uh, yep. and we flash from the TV screen to his door opening. Cheer- uh, some buff Cheerios are bringing in the enormous trophy from this nationals win yeah, and uh, it is being put in Will's apartment and then the Cheerios leave quite fast and Sue is there yep. and well, so yeah, it's, uh, it's fun. Like, so why is this in my apartment? Well, it's fun. Cause to set this up, um, Sue. So in her interview, the interviewer is asking her, what are you going to do with that ginormous trophy? And she's I like, know exactly where to put it. She, she, yeah. she turns the camera and says that. And then the door, like you hear the knock on the door, <laughs> which is great. Um, but yeah, she, she has the trophy. It's taller than Sue is the thing. Like this trophy huge. is huge. And she's, uh, she has it in Will's living room. And, and she, uh, yeah. she turns to Will and she's like, I'll take, I can, uh, take this out of here um where i'll put it right in the choir room or you could kiss me right now um and all of this could just go away and will is will who this apartment is now empty it's just sue and will will kind of leans in and he's like no one would know and uh sue says no and then he leans closer in and sue stops him saying even your breath stinks of mediocrity Yes. You make me sick. Yes. Uh, it, they get very close, though. Like, it is right before they kiss that she says a this. A centimeter away. Because we have, like, a... It's a huge... It's very close. Very close up on it, which is very fun. Um, and then as she says this, it pans back out, and we. it's kind of a shot of Will's face, and Looser starts playing. It's the same rendition from before. Um, it's yes. really, like, the other half of the song, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, uh, because that we only heard part part of it earlier. Exactly. Uh, so it's a nice a nice way to close it out. Talking about how Will is such a fucking loser, he is. <laughs> well, yeah, and, and yeah, and then it cuts from Will's apartment to the Glee room with the 
the AV club, the AV nerd club, club nerds, AV n- club nerds Shit. from before. <laughs> Are you okay? Yes. Um, they're carrying a tr- the trophy into the Glee Club room and installing it in b- behind a big uh, bulletproof glass case. All with loser underneath. Yes. Then the next scene is back in the auditorium. It's yep. Friday at 3 p.m. And yep. the vocal adrenaline folks are sitting in the house of the uh, auditorium all wearing Carmel high sweatshirts so that we can know that they're all in the same club. Yeah. And uh, we see I Rachel. Think, I yeah, think. Rachel. Yes. Rachel is um, out on uh, center stage wearing a cute outfit. Um, it's sort of I uh, did you ever see that Godspell uh, rendition that takes place in like the 1970s? I don't think so. There's but... a there's there's a movie version of Godspell, which is okay. a which is a musical uh, about Jesus that takes place in modern times. The movie itself is set in the 1970s. Sure. The I outfits think, look I like they're I'm... from that. Okay, fair enough. Well, <laughs> the yeah, outfits so... look like they're from that mixed with Soul Train. There yeah. you go. Well, and that's the point. Like, so yeah, that's the thing. Is so Glee. Funky. Yeah, Glee. Rachel introduces us. Glee is going to sing "Give Up the Funk." um to to vocal adrenaline and they're wearing a variety of outfits including a variety of hats um but it's all very funky uh lots of reds and gold who's your favorite outfit um i think i i i think my favorite was matt rutherford um mostly because it's very simple but he has to be fair, nope, nope. I have to go back on that right now because he's wearing one (laughs) of the shitty ryan murphy hats um Um, maybe Kurt has like this like sure weird, he's wearing like, like a fedora and like, but it's vest made of like it's made of like space blanket material which is fun. Um, <laughs> and but yeah, uh, yeah. how about you? Is, oh, Kurt sure. does the low part at the beginning. Yes, which is weird but fun. It's fun. Um, and my favorite outfit is Britney's, even though she she is also wearing a shitty Ryan Murphy hat. Um, they must just have a lot. A of lot, them. yeah. Well, yeah. He just brought in his collection. <laughs> they, they just have barrels and barrels around the set. Uh, yeah, because she's got big, uh, bushy ponytails. Uh, yes. pigtails. I think she just looks very cute. Yes. Uh, um, yeah. There's a lot of anyway, dancing the outfit, in the number. The outfits yeah. are amazing. The dancing is fun. Uh, there's parts of like uh, simultaneous choreography, but then also some like free form soul train like uh yes yeah because like they they have dance a part that, aisle moves yeah they, they do a double time part near the end mm-hmm. which isn't very funky i don't think like <laughs> no but um, definitely has a little bit more show choir flair there. yeah but they they like you're saying they have the soul train like dance aisle and so people are like dancing down that way and it's fun there's also some focus on quinn because there's some lines about um we're gonna uh, turn this turn mother this out. Mother out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean Quinn finally gets some good dancing. Thank yeah, that's God. true. Yeah, and so, um, but it's a because, fun number. It's because really fun. Quinn is the head, was the head cheerleader. Like she is very good at. Yes, um, it's true. Body uh, movement, whatever. Body um, movements. Yes, body, body movements. I I dumped. You know, I was upset because I should have picked up um, ambidexterity for my character, but I just dumped all my points into body move- movements. So. uh anyway that that, okay that is what they would call the dance skill in some sort of role-playing game body movement come on oh i heard moverance no movement oh that's jesus are you all right no 
<laughs> I think Let's I'm end not. this episode. Um, yes. uh, at, to close out the up, we see the vocal adrenaline uh, mains, which yes. is Jesse, Jesse and, and the, the 30, 30 something. something. Uh, talking about how they are soulless automatons, how, oh my God, they know our weakness. They did funk, you know, whatever. We can't do funk. Yeah. Uh, it's, Puck it's says, so, some, says some sort of passing line about like, see you at regionals at the or, end see you of punks. the number. Yeah, see you punks Whatever. at regionals, but yeah, it ends. Um, that there it's, is... like, it's like, you can't be, this is not, that was not a hard thing, like, no. whatever. Yeah, <laughs> it's so, the, it's the so fun dumb. part, there is the exact line, that's because we're soulless automatons from the vocal <laughs> adrenaline, so that's Fro- fun. That's from um, the 30-something. Um, yes. Yep. But, um, yeah, that's the episode. Yeah, it's bizarre. Um, and while we did, we talked about how we liked the episode at the beginning of this episode of our podcast uh and i i we i still feel good about the episode even though we do have a lot of negative things to say about it well let's get into yeah the podcast business podcast business podcast business it's podcast business take it away rachel but it's a metaphor and metaphors are important stars are a metaphor for me being a star Okay, we're good. Um, there it is. So, yeah, so uh, I'll go ahead and go first with my gold star this week, mostly because I think this is um, going to be the only time that this ever happens. I know I'm going back on something I've said in the past, which is that I would never give this character a gold star, mm-hmm. but I'm going to give my gold star to Will Schuster because, wow. because he's a psychopath and I love it. Um, yep. This is... The only, like I said, this is probably the only time I'm ever going to give it to him. I know in the past I said I never would, but the main reason I did in this episode, and it's really only to the first half of this episode that I really liked Will Schuster, and it's because he is unabashedly psychopathic. He yeah. embraces <laughs> the, the dark darkness, side. Will. <laughs> he give embraces the darkness. It. It's amazing. He. That's the thing. Will is a bad person. And most of the time, he pretends like he's not a bad person in order to, mm-hmm. like, try to maintain some, like, social acceptability or whatever. But in this episode, he just says, you know what? Screw it. And he just goes <laughs> for it. And I love it. Like, yeah, oh. Um, hmm. I think I'm going to give half of my star to Will for the same okay. reasons sure. uh, that you're the saying. First, yeah. The half for the half of the episode that he was good in. Because the second That's half, right. I'm like, garbage, back to being shitty. Yeah. <laughs> The other half of the star I'm going to give to Sue Sylvester uh, <laughs> as a congratulations for her Nationals win and also um, for the the good lines about, um, not the Chicago Fire bit, but no. the, um, the lines about uh, mediocrity and uh, talent herpes. Sure. Um, yeah, that's fair. Um, so for best number, I chose mostly to fall in line with my the fact that I my favorite plot line in this episode is the Will and Sue plot line, and I just love a lot of things about it. Um, I picked the song Tell Me Something Good, which normally, <laughs> again, I wouldn't pick a song that Will sings by himself, but like it's a good song and also just the context of it in the episode is so good like oh yeah jane lynch's performance is really good in that number and yes. like just will giving into the dark side um it's... and embracing his sort of um evil sexuality uh, yes is is liberating yes for us as the viewers and for him as a character yeah and then uh, of course he immediately has to turn back on it because it's very bad of course. but whatever 
Uh, I think I'm going to split my best number also. Uh, can okay. I do that? Is that Yeah, allowed? go for it. Yeah, I mean. Uh, I'm going to give half of it to Another One Bites the Dust okay. by Vocal Adrenaline at the beginning and the other half to Give Up the Funk at the end. Yes, yes. Uh, but, I mean, all the numbers in this episode are pretty good. Uh, I really like uh, Pucky Puck and Finny D, if only because um, the delicious and real dramatic irony. Is it still yes. dramatic irony if it's uh, ironic with real life? Um I don't know. That's a good question. I, I think it there, should be. There probably is a specific, very specific literary term that yeah. I just don't know. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, where, um, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, life, uh, art, because it, it's not art mimicking life. It's the opposite. <laughs> it's it's art not, yeah, I don't Defying know. life? It's, it's art. Whatever. Op- it's opposite. Art, o- art it's opposite of art. <laughs> <laughs> wish on star um anyway <laughs> so there you go but like i said all the numbers are pretty good uh yes pretty except good for it's a man's except for it's a man's man's except man's for world it's a man's world which is so um it's so bad it's like oh well, that's, god isn't that isn't that weird that like the worst number in glee is in this episode with all of these like good numbers <laughs> like yeah it's just... it, it's it's, it only makes it more apparent that it's um, horrible. Yeah. <laughs> um, maybe uh, maybe that's why it seems so bad. Because we, yeah. I'm sure we've had other bad numbers similar to this one. Um, this well, one just seems yeah. so bad because the rest of the numbers are pretty good. Even Loser yeah. is um, That's true. Good. Yeah. Well, and also I think it's just because Loser is a good song. But anyway. Yeah, um, yeah. You're right. So, yeah. So for rating, kind of bookending off of that um i give this episode zero of five slushies i wouldn't slushy it even once because it is the the will and sue plot line is so enjoyable for me it is one of my mm. favorite plot lines probably in the whole show so far um <laughs> and then uh there are some moments with the vocal adrenaline stuff that are good and there are also some moments with the like even though i don't want to really give them that much credit the moments with the puck and finn and quinn and mercedes storylines there were a couple moments there where i actually did enjoy those too so overall give, like yeah, yeah yeah i'm also going to give this episode zero out of five slushies um wow we are in agreement we are in agreement it's nice <laughs> uh, and i the scenes i want to point out as being really memorable are the egging the parking yes. lot egging oh my uh, god yes <laughs> And um, I find it really heartwarming that the rest of the club wants to take revenge for Rachel. That's really yeah, nice. That's fair. Um, so. Yeah, I think also um, oh, yeah. also Kurt's Nationals win uh, with the Cheerios. <laughs> like I find that scene to be really memorable. Uh, yeah. Just him like screaming "Viva la différence" and then doing a high kick and then running sure. off the screen. I love it. I yeah. love it. Yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, I think the the main thing for this is that um, I, I feel the same way as I did about the... Well, not exactly the same, but similarly to the way about the Lady Gaga episode where mm. um, coming off of the episode, I was like, that was really good. Like, I really enjoyed that time I just spent watching Glee. And then once we re-examine it, I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. No, 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 no. Oh, no, there were no, parts no, that no. were very bad. <laughs> but, like, I think this is in the same vein as that, like, I like if you're watching it for fun, this is a great episode. If you're not if you're not trying too hard, if you're not thinking about it too yeah. hard, this is a great episode. Well, 
And that's part of this show is you really can't think about it too hard because there are so many inconsistencies that they don't expect you to notice because they don't expect you to be trying quite as hard as we are. Or I mean, (laughs) honestly, most of the fan base, I think, was also trying much harder than they expected us to. Right. So that's why Glee sucks. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah um but i think that that's everything i've got for this episode um is there I anything else that's everything i've got too uh okay. this was the penultimate episode like i said before so yep. s- come back next week to listen to journey which is the well, uh, it's, last it's episode journey, of the it's, season it's journey to regionals journey to but regionals that journey bit is important but it is the title journey. is journey to regionals um so everybody get your dad shoes on we're Jesus. gonna go to a dad rock concert yeah anyway go. yeah so um but in the meantime so um yeah if you want to contact us you can find us on facebook just search for sam and maggie hate glee or go to facebook.com slash snm hate glee you can hit us up on twitter at snm hate glee podcast no it's just snm hate glee and snm hate glee nice that's a good handle yes. yep. uh hit us up there you can uh uh check us out uh well not not really check us out you can send us shit on um snapchat yes. or to our personal instagrams if you are privy to we that should, sort of information <laughs> we should really set up an instagram for the podcast uh, yeah, probably I, I, yeah i guess we can share that hot gl- that hot glee news yeah all well the time i feel like we i feel like the two of us have some pretty nice uh mid-watching screenshots and commentary that we could we, we could potentially uh, share so, so maybe we'll set up that instagram stay stay tuned stay ready for yes. that i guess um and um, yeah. while we're gone st- stay frosty everybody i think that's it right yeah sorry again about last week um it happens well, no, we we yeah. can't we can't present something and apologize immediately. That's weak. Uh, it we missed a week because it was Thanksgiving. The end. <laughs> okay. And on that note, I've been Sam, and I've been Maggie, and we hate Glee from the top. Ba, da, da, ba, da, ba, da.